Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome to Text Talk. We're so glad that you've joined us as we're going to have a great conversation about the Word of God. Rooted in Acts chapter 25, Edwin, what's our reading for today? Today I'm reading from Acts chapter 25, verse 6 through verse 12. It is the English Standard Version. After he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea. And the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him that they could not prove. Paul argued in his defense. Neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I committed any offense. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Do you wish to go up to Jerusalem, and there be tried on these charges before me? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. If then I am a wrongdoer, and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had conferred with his counsel, answered, To Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. So, okay, I know that really by the end of the reading we we know where we are here, but the the reading began in verse 6 after he stayed among them not more than 8 or 10 days. Fill, fill me in on who the he is there, Andrew. Uh, this seems to be about our new governor, Festus, coming to power, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, it takes him apparently a few days to get uh, situated, to get set up, kind of look through the records, maybe walk through the jail. I don't know. But uh, we're going to get around now to Paul and to the Jews who have an axe to grind against this fellow. We're going to figure it out. You know, even as you're reading it, uh, I put myself in the place of the apostle, and um, you know we're we're not in the room hearing the tone of his his voice. I appreciate your reading very much, but I am moved by the patience he shows. I don't know if I could have that kind of patience. <laughs> I've been locked up for two years. We're going to have these goofy trumped up charges again, and the new governor is asking. I mean, would you like to go back to Jerusalem and have a trial there? For crying out loud, I've been here for two years waiting for a trial from you Romans. Yeah. And you, and you guys won't make a decision. I, one of the things that I find... It's unreal. One of the things that I find most um, difficult to accept, if I were Paul, is that he doesn't say, would you like to go be on trial before them in Jerusalem? He said, would you be okay with, instead of us having this meeting here, if we all travel to Jerusalem... And then you can have the trial before me. Festus uh, is still talking yeah. about a trial before him, just yeah. moving it back to Jerusalem. Of course, the reason for all of this. And I have to think Festus has to know there's something up. I mean, why would there be this request? And I, I don't know what was in Festus's mind on this. I'll tell you what, though. The, what I'm seeing here brings in other passages that I mm-hmm. think about. For instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I, I know in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is talking about the opportunities that he had while he was on his missionary journeys and the traveling he did. But I can't help but see in Acts 23, 24, 25, on through the end of the book, sure. that we see a great illustration of this principle that Paul gives in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. 
I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. That that idea of he gets to teach people based on the opportunities the Lord has given him, as the Lord has assigned. I think it's a I can't remember which translation it is that talks about as the Lord gave opportunity. Is that is that in the New King James? What did it say there in First Corinthians three five? Yeah, uh, as the Lord gave to each one. As the Lord gave to each one. Okay. Yeah. But that idea that Paul has been able to speak to Felix, mm-hmm. and now he's gotten to speak to Festus. Mm-hmm. We know later in the chapter he's going to get to speak to Agrippa and mm-hmm. Bernice. Yeah. We know that ultimately he's going to get to go to Rome and speak to a whole lot of people there. Right, right. And all of that is anchored. I don't know if providence is the right word, but in the providence of God. God is the foreseeing guardian over this. He is the one that is making sure Paul is getting these opportunities. And what a powerful illustration of that. I appreciate what you're saying there. Along with that, the ability to focus just on today, this day. We were talking about uh, yesterday a little bit, um, the idea of being ground down by your circumstances, by the difficulties that you encounter um, this prolonged, uh, this prolonged time in, in jail and incarceration, because a governor won't get a bribe from you, uh, or because these other powers uh, among the the Jewish leadership caste are are still conspiring to some way, you know, kill you, assassinate you on the road, something like this, and that could be very discouraging, day in and day out over two years, and yet the Apostle Paul shows us that by looking at this day, the opportunity that God has given him this day uh, to be faithful in his ministry, then that's all he can focus on. And that's what he'll do. I appreciate also, I think in, in the reading you you did so well, this appeal to Caesar. The Lord had shown Paul in a vision, you will go to Rome. You will be my witness in Rome. Uh, by appealing to Caesar, we're definitely going to get on the road to Rome and we're not going to be backtracking to Jerusalem. Mm, mm. Yes, absolutely. As I think about this idea of opportunities and the Lord producing them, it makes me think about my praying about mm-hmm. evangelism, mm-hmm. about opportunities, mm-hmm. and I wonder if if my prayers are too small. Mm. Here, here, Paul is given the opportunity to speak to governors, to yeah. kings, yeah. their wives. Mm-hmm. And I think about so many people in our culture that need to hear the gospel that I cannot imagine having an opportunity to speak to them. And I, I think about governing authorities who are not going to give me the time of day, whether we're talking even at the county and city level, let alone the state and federal level. Yeah, I, I think about uh, social influencers. Yeah, Can you imagine – I mean, I guess we've had some in the last couple of years that have shifted closer to Christianity, whatever you might think about the version of Christianity they're following. And I rarely think it's really what the Bible says, but but at least they're moving in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if some of these social influencers who use their songs, their movies, their shows, their books, their radio spots to promote sin, if the gospel came to them mm. and they heard it in its entirety and its truth, uh, maybe they would reject it as these influencers did here in Acts. 
But then again, maybe they would accept it. But at least giving that opportunity. I don't ever think about having opportunities like Paul got here. Yeah. And I, so I wonder if, if my praying is too small, if, if I should start praying for opportunities to speak the gospel to folks in these high places. And yet we live in a unique time to where even as we're having this conversation, it's in a microphone. And yeah. there's an awareness. Other people are sitting in on the conversation and have the ability with a little tap of their finger to share it with someone else. Um, you know, I, here we're in a situation, and I like I, I love that you, you talked about uh, 1 Corinthians 3, and I planted and Apollos watered. When we're talking into microphones and this sort of digital messaging, talk about planting seeds and not knowing where they're going to land. Talk about speaking something into the air and not knowing who might hear it. Good point. Um, you know, there's, there's opportunities now to share the gospel that the Apostle Paul didn't have at that moment. He knows he's standing before kings. And uh, you and I aren't exactly sure who's hearing a message any given Sunday, any given weekday. It makes me think of your lesson on pandemic evangelism. That was a great lesson. I thought so. <laughs> so the idea of things that we can do, even in the midst of this pandemic, to get the gospel out. That's exactly right. We, we, we have to be thinking a little bit more, probably like the Apostle Paul models. Okay, what are the opportunities I have before me today? I'm not going to get to go out and walk around and interact with people as I have in times past, un, unhindered, I'll just say. And so how can I get the message out? You know, the Apostle Paul was really good at writing letters. And we... <laughs> I'm not sure we're as good at podcasting as he was at writing letters, no. but we're trying. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, but, but looking at the media we do have that can get beyond, I, I guess, the, the limitations of, of where I need to sit or stand at a moment. I like what you're saying there as we think about here's the moment, here's the opportunities that I have. I think... I think in a situation like what we're dealing with, with the pandemic and all the responses to it, and it's up and down and it's back and forth, I can spend way too much time thinking about how awful it is and how it's not the way I want it to be and how distressing and discouraging and disappointing, and I can focus on all that. Or I can say, here's a great opportunity. It's not necessarily the opportunity I was hoping to have, yeah. but here is a great opportunity. Let me use the opportunity that I have. Yeah, yeah. It's a, be- it's a better perspective. Yeah. Well, that'll probably keep me open to the opportunities that show up. Mm-hmm. I know in those times when I am negative and down and just thinking there's no opportunities, this is terrible, it's not like what I'm used to, whatever opportunities are there, I'm missing and I think it goes along, though, with, with what you th- said a moment ago about our prayers, praying for opportunities and praying for larger opportunities. That's certainly going to begin with opening our eyes to the opportunities in front of us. But there's nothing wrong with asking, asking for an opportunity. And asking for big opportunities. Sometimes the fear is when a door is open, walking through it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. See, no kidding. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, I'm going to pray for this opportunity, but really if it dropped in my lap, what would I say? Maybe that's what I need to start doing is preparing for when that opportunity is there. Maybe at that moment, God will give it to me. 
Well, I tell you what, if we're not asking for it, if we're not preparing for it, then... There's no reason to expect it. We're not going to expect it. We're not going to do anything with it when it comes. If I'm asking and I'm preparing, whatever opportunities come, I'm ready to walk through. That's right. Even if they're not the full opportunity I've been asking for, the the opportunities that do come. Yeah. So I'm just amazed that Paul had this opportunity. Uh, I, I get it. He was kind of a big... or becoming a big wig among the Jewish religion and Jewish council, but that didn't mean he was going to be a big wig as far as politically and getting to have access to these kind of people. Correct. But because of what these other Jews have done, God has provided him opportunity. And and I, I guess before we wrap up, this may be one of the reasons why my prayers remain small is because I see how God provided the opportunity. Mm. And I'm not always sure that I want that. Dear Lord, give me opportunity to speak to the governor, the president. Okay, great. I'm going to get you arrested and you might get executed. And as he comes to talk to you about possibly committing your sentence, you can share the gospel with him. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Can we maybe let's let's try a different plan. Is that okay? Uh, Those are some great thoughts. And you're going to get a chance to pray big here in just a second. Before you do, though, uh, we want to encourage all of our listeners reach out to us we'd love to know what you're reading in the word how you're growing send us an email text talk at christiansmeethere.org text talk at christiansmeethere.org until our next broadcast we want to leave you with a word of prayer edwin please lead us god in heaven you are magnificent and holy you are sovereign over all things and we know that you will accomplish your glory. And we are thankful that we get to be a part of that. And I pray that we will always surrender to you, that we will focus more on your glory than on our fame, that we will focus more on your glory than on our will, that we will focus more on your glory than our prestige and likes and whatever can come in this world, that we will look to you for our comfort, our hope, and our reward not to things in this world and among men. Father, we do ask for opportunities, and we ask for the strength and the wisdom to walk through every door in those opportunities. Give us opportunities to speak to our neighbors. Give us opportunities to speak to those who live on the same street with us, to those who work in the same businesses with us, to those who go to the same schools as us. Give us opportunities, Lord, to speak to the influencers in our culture, whether they be political influencers or social influencers or media influencers, that we might be able to talk to them about your son, Jesus Christ, in truth and in fullness, that we can let them know about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, that we can talk about what Jesus has done so that we can have righteousness and self-control. Give us these opportunities, Lord. Give us the strength to walk through those doors. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.
we don't plan these podcasts beforehand. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. It's <laughs> your outtake. Okay, we can do a new track if you want. <laughs> do you try it? Mm. All right. Okay.